Are you listening? Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Friday Night Panel with yours truly, Mike Orr, and the two-time heavyweight champ, Tim Witherspoon. How's it going, Tim? How are you doing today? Everything's good. Ready to go. Excellent. Excellent. Anything new and exciting going on in your life? Nah, I do need some excitement. That's, that's not why I'm on the show. I'm on the show because I love it. You know. Things are going to get better. All you got to do is wait. All you got to do is be patient and wait, right? You guys heard that here, man. That's that's good. That's good advice from the chat, man. (laughs) Be patient. Patience. Uh, So, yeah, you know what? We're going to, I guess we'll talk about, uh, you know, this week's fight. Uh, We got, you know, Gonzalez and Dogbo. This is going to be a good one. Uh, It's the Quiet Storm versus the Royal Storm. This one's a can't miss featherweight matchup, uh, you know, with a title shot on the line. Two-time title challenger uh, Gonzalez will take on former junior featherweight world champion uh, Isaac Royal Storm Dogwell uh, in a 10-round main event Saturday, July 23rd at Grand C- Casino uh, in Hickley or H- H- Hinkley, uh, yeah, Minnesota. This one's uh, going to be good, man. Uh, it's definitely a good one to watch. I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, Gonzalez will put his WBO Intercontinental belt on the line uh, with the fight also serving as a WBC world title eliminator. Uh, so, guys, countdown is a starting. That's uh, one day, one hour, 53 minutes, and zero seconds away. Uh, you guys can get that one live, uh, I believe, on Fight or uh, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, it's in the 10-round lightweight co-feature. Uh, we got the undefeated contender, Giovanni El Carbon Cabrera, uh, hopes for a signature win against the flashy Gabriel Flores Jr. Uh, you know, Gonzalez and Dogbo, Cabrera and Flores, and undercard boats will stream live and exclusively in the U.S. on ESPN+. Plus. So, guys, be on the lookout for that one. Uh, this one is going to be uh, a, a great event, man. This one, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, will get underway. Uh, it's promoted by Top Rank in association with Raps. Uh, boxing tickets starting to 35 bucks. Those who are around the area and want to go into that one, unfortunately, I'm up in Toronto, Canada, so I will be sitting on my couch watching this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Gonzalez, he's 25-2 with 15 KOs, uh, you know, from Glendora, California. is considered one of boxing's best uncrowned champions. You know, he, a 10-year pro whose only defeats have come to Shakur Stevenson and Emmanuel Navarrete uh, in separate bids for the WBO featherweight world title. Uh, yeah, and Gonzalez's October 2021 decision loss to Navarrete was considered one of the best action fights of the year. Uh, and did little to diminish his standing. Uh, he is currently rated number one by the WBO and number three by the WBC, which comes off the heels of his ninth round knockout over uh, Dio Santamisa in March. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is a good one, man. And then we got Dogbo, right? This kid, 23, 2, and 15 KOs. You know, uh, he's from Aniko, Ghana. Uh, you know, he burst onto the world scene in April of 2018 with his title-winning knockout over Jesse uh, Magdaleno. Uh, in his first title defense, he blitzed Hendornery uh, Otake in the opening round. Uh, his rapid rise came to a halt, consecutive defeats to Neverete. But, uh, you know, his career, he, he boosted back up with his career with victories over Chris Avalos and uh, Adam Lopez and Christopher Diaz. Uh, the Diaz and Lopez belts were 10-round uh, majority decisions. Uh, they were toe-to-toe. Uh, this, this, these, these were great belts to watch, man. You know, he's a 2012 Olympian. Dogwell has a royal lineage, and his late grandfather um, was the ruler of the Anlo state of Ghana's Volta region. Uh, his return to boxing royalty hinges over a victory over Gonzalez. So, this one, uh, this one's gonna be good, champ. Do you do you know any of these fighters that we're talking about today? I'm feel embarrassed, man. No, don't I feel embarrassed. It's okay. I feel it's bad. Okay. I know you you're, got you're, the- you're out there living life, not sitting at home watching watching boxing. You're you're not watching yeah. boxing. You're doing boxing. Right. Why, right. why don't you tell everybody you, you got a fight coming up? Don't you? 
You got to fight. Kind well, of yeah, it's an exhibition. It's an exhibition. Um, um, the guy's name is Leo. I forgot his last name. Um, but he owns a gym up in Borough, PA. Um, he's about six foot four, and he's about two hundred. I would say two. 130 pounds and um, long arms. He's taller than me or about the same height, you know, right. and he just want to promote his gym and, um, and we're going to do an exhibition, but I'm getting in real good shape. I'm hitting the hammer. I'm running like it's a real 10 round fight because I'm going to enter into the ring in shape just in case there's some other stuff that's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to, Hey, he might get hit me or hurt me or try to hurt me, but I'm a, I'm going to be in good shape. And my weight, I'm going to be down to 230 for the first time in 20 years. Wow. 240, 243 right now. Wow. So I only got three pounds. You were 260 at the beginning of the year, weren't you? 265, 266, but I was heavier than that. I was heavier than that. I was like 270-something. And the the thing is, is that I'm treating it just like I'm going into a 10-round fight. That's good. We're doing podcasts, and we're going to be doing a little bit of stuff. So, so if there's anybody out there, Jake Paul, anybody out there that want to get it, but Jake Paul, I heard like me. <laughs> yeah, I heard he liked me, you know. That's and, good. Um, you I wouldn't mind, challenge man. him, huh? That's because you speak your mind. That's why you don't hold back. Oh, that's why. Uh, oh. Tim, our friend, our friend Carl from over in the UK was asking. He wants to know when the next time you're going to be in the UK. And then he says, Tim, I recently listened to your interview with Talk Sport Radio in the UK. Uh, talking about the Bruno win, uh, he said it was a great interview. Thank you, thank you. And uh, yeah, so when the, when's the next time you're hitting the UK, Tim? Well, you know, um, soon the pandemic is over. Um, I think I think that some things have to clear up a little bit more. Um, I definitely want to take my daughter to you know to see her family over there. But in the meantime, uh, if there's any exhibitions or there's anything that's available, I'm willing to like. That's why I'm getting in shape. But I do miss it over there, and it would be nice to go over there and see everybody and do a tour or something, and I wish somebody else. But so I'm and my 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 uh, my agent um, Kevin Kevin um, <laughs> Kevin Baker from Banbury, he's okay. gonna try to get something together for me over there. So I got agents over there that's helped me. I got people contact me said Tim, when you coming over? So I know that it is going to be within the next four or five months. I'll be over. Nice. Well, you'll have to bring me back something nice, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, let me see. They got some strong stuff over there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. okay. Bring me like something nice. Okay, I will. <laughs> no, I ain't going to jail. No, no, no. I wouldn't want you to do that. I'll um, do it for you. I'll do it for you. On this card, um, Cabrera, yeah, I, I can't wait to see this one. Uh, he's, he's fighting on this card this weekend. Uh, you know, this kid, he's 20 and 0 with seven knockouts. He inked a promo contract with top rank earlier this year. Uh, you know, and he's notched, uh, he has notched division victories over, um, I think it was Giron and Arujo, uh, Arujo, uh, to make it 20 for 20. Uh, he's trained by Freddie Roach at Wildcard Boxing in Los Angeles. Uh, Cabrera started boxing at the age of 16 when he was inspired by Roach's most famous pupil, Manny Pacquiao. Uh, he was raised mostly in Chicago. And developed as a pro at the Emerald Queen Casino in Tacoma, Washington, uh, where he headlined six events following an October 2019 win in Chicago. He was sidelined for more than two years due to promotional and managerial issues. Uh, since signing with Top Rank, Cabrera has reestablished uh, his standing as a contender to watch. Uh, and then you got Flores, who he's fighting, who's 21 and one with seven KOs, and this 22-year-old from Stockton, California, uh, saw his momentum come to a temporary halt with a one-sided loss last September against Luis Alberto Lopez. Uh, less than six months later, Flores survived a gut check to uh, edge a majority, a majority decision over Abram Montoya. Um, you know, prior to the Lopez loss, Flores became only the second man to knock out former world title challenger Jason Velez. So th- these guys are on the undercard, man, and this undercard is scheduled to include many of top-ranked rising stars, including the Italian... Uh, the Italian heavyweight knockout artist. Yeah, is he the Southpaw, right? Uh, Guido the Gladiator Vianello. Do you know him? Is he is he the Southpaw? Uh, no. Are you uh, talking about the big guy? Is he big? I just seen somebody the other day, um, and he's he's undefeated. 
Was he? He was Latino, I think. He was. Uh, yeah. No, this guy. This guy. He's um. He's a big boy, though. Yeah. Okay. That guy. He's real tall. Yeah. He, he, this guy's a, a southpaw. He's a southpaw, and he's shorter. He's undefeated. Is he? Well, yeah. This guy. He's <laughs> he's this guy's six five. So, you know, it's probably okay. he's probably the same dude. Probably the same. No, dude. the same. This guy. This yeah, other guy is taller. He, this guy, you know, he's six five. He's Italian. They they call him the gladiator. I think yeah. I seen him. I think you I seen him. Like, yeah, he's he's right now. He's uh he's eight zero oh, and one, and uh, he's eight for eight. Man, he's uh, you know, he's he's knocked out all his eight wins. So wow. Yeah, mm. this, this is going to be a good one, and this is on the undercard for it. And then uh, you know that's in an eight rounder featherweight, and then we got prospect Haven Haven Brady Jr. Uh, watch out for this kid, man. He's uh, he's a, you know one of the kids that's come on the show many times. Uh, we've interviewed him, talked to him lots. He's six and zero right now with four KOs, uh, you know. And then Milwaukee native Javier Martinez, who's six and zero with two K, uh, two KOs, and this one's a uh, six round middleweight bout. And uh, then we got the six nine heavyweight Antonio Algante Morales. That's who you're talking about. Yeah, that's who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, this this guy, guys, you got to be on the lookout for this guy, man. He's three and zero with three KOs, and he's in a four rounder against Minneapolis residents. Uh, Denny's Reyes, who's three, two, and one, uh, Cleveland born lightweight phenomenon, Abdullah Mason. Watch out for this kid who's two and oh, with two knockouts, and uh, fellow Clevelander Dante Benjamin Jr., who's two and oh, with one KOs, uh, will represent uh, the land in separate four rounders. Man, Benjamin Jr. will fight um, Corey Thompson, who's four and oh, with three KOs, who hails from Coon Rapids, Minnesota. So this is going to be uh, this is going to be a great undercard uh, with a bunch of new and up and coming fighters, man. This one is packed with prospects. So be on the lookout for this one, guys, man. You know, Flores Cabrera undercard. We got Gonzalez Dogbo for the WBO International Feather, and then you know, wow, I'm just you know just looking at this card. You know, Haven Brady Jr., Antonio Woods, Antonio Morales, Dante Benjamin. We got Abdullah Mason on here, Javier Martinez, Haven Brady Jr. These guys are all the future of boxing, guys. So make sure that you tune in and watch this one for sure. This undercard is going to make noise. There is going to be some highlight finishes on this card for sure this weekend, man. So, guys, ESPN Plus, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm reminding you, tomorrow night, 9 p.m., don't forget this one. Uh, Carl, what are you saying? Six foot nine is all well and well, good, but can he box and move? Yes, actually, he can. He can check him out. El Gante, uh, he can fight, he can fight. He's he's talented, definitely. David Price is about that size, but had no chin and was stiff and easily to hit, unfortunately. Yeah, no, he's uh, he doesn't fight like a David Price, that's for sure. He can move. Oh, dear David Price. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, David, he tried, you know, I was around him too, he tried to. They just lack just little things that give them over to get them over the hunt. That's all I, I seen when I was, uh, you know, when I've been around these guys. Well, if he just got a couple of more things, he would do a little bit better. Not right. a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? They try hard. They do real good. Um, just certain things that they might need to just get them past that hump. Like back in the day, that's what they did. You know, the trainers did. Wow, right. man, this he need a little bit of power. And I, and and we made this. They made a statement. Um, um. He made a statement at the last show, uh, uh, Graham, that um, they need another weight. You know, he said uh, they need another really, weight. I, 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 believe, I don't you know, think so. You don't think so? I like to fight them tall guys. I, I, that's your style, Tim. I know. I know what you're saying. That is your <laughs> style. You do like to get in there and beat up them tall guys, man. Get in there nice. No, knock them out. <laughs> get in there and just beat them down. That's it. Um, honestly, that hand, right hand on. You, you could, you could almost. With the amount of big guys that are now, uh, you know, like there's an influx of guys that are over six foot four now. Like, yeah, there yeah. really, there really is a, there could be an extra weight class if you. I really can understand. Play. I can understand now. I can understand. Right, Put like them in a separate one. Last night, last night, uh, was it yesterday? Yes, yesterday I did a special on a trio of Cubans that just got signed up by a promoter out in Florida. Uh, two of these guys are six five. One of them six five two seventy. That's like. Easy, easy weight walking around. 
this guy's a monster. And uh, you, this, he's, he was an amateur standout, 170 amateur victories. He just got signed to a Florida promoter. He's just turned pro. And then you got his, his, his teammate, who's another 6'5 guy who's like, you know, 245. 250 they might need another weight class. <laughs> they might need another weight yeah. class. Man. There's a lot of big guys coming in, you know. And then we got um, we got Matty Harris. There's another guy who's you know six eight six nine right there, big 250 270 pound guy. I wouldn't have wanted an additional weight class. Look at Bridger weight. Nobody cares if it isn't broken. Don't fix it. I understand, Carl. I, I know what you're saying. It, I'm just saying there could be a possibility of adding in like a super heavyweight division. There is that Probably possibility. Can. I'm like yeah. him kind of but back but bridger weight honestly I know what you're saying that bridger weight I don't I'm not really I'm not really a fan of the bridger weight I that's man. yeah Holyfield and David was they they were uh strong they was a, a little exceptional guys yeah you know they got over the hump but you know they get killed with, with a shot too they can just leave here um you know because you're saying uh Holyfield and David Hay fought for tall guys he fought the Chinese guy right David Hay uh, yeah, I think I believe yeah. so. And he was kind of awkward. The the Chinese guys was Chinese or Japanese. I think it was Chinese. Um, it was pretty cool. I just go right in there, get in close, bam. But some of them guys there that you know, you gotta be ready for them. You yeah, know, Andy Zecklin, I knocked him out, but he wasn't skilled like some of these guys were skilled. You know, Andrew Zecklin, remember? Uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah, he passed away and everything. Oh, I can't wait. Um, I, you know, there's not much boxing on this weekend. Uh, I want to touch on maybe a little bit that's going on next weekend. Uh, you know, we got tucked a little more than than a spotlight from a bustle of commercial activity in the major shopping area. There is a square space that could be confused for a warehouse or a garage to a casual passerby, but it's something else altogether, altogether in, and it's that the Enigma Boxing Club in Capitol Heights, Maryland. Have you been there, Tim? No. What you say? Um, the bo have you ever heard of Enigma Boxing Club in Capitol Heights, Maryland? It's this no. like little, it's this like little warehouse garage style in a cat, like to a casual passerby, somebody who's walking by, you wouldn't think it was anything, you know, because it's like okay. in the little spotlight from the hustle and bustle of commercial activity. Okay, right? It's it's never this, heard of yeah. So Enigma Boxing Club um, on July thirtieth, the undercard for Danny Garcia and Jose Benavides. Um, 26-year-old uh, Gary, 26-year-old uh, 20, uh, 2016 U.S. Olympian Gary and Anton Russell, uh, who's 15 and 0 with 15 KOs, will make his second appearance uh, of the year and um, with a win, will take his next step toward a title shot against junior welterweight uh, Russell. Will face 37-year-old former junior lightweight uh, Rancis Bartholomew, uh, who's 29, 1 and 1 with 15 KOs in a co-feature, and then we got Gary Antoine. Uh, was the focus of Monday when the gym hosted an open workout for the media, but it was hard to miss the border family affair. It hasn't been easy a couple of years for the family, but brother Gary Bosa died of a heart attack at just 25 years old in 2020. And in May of this year, the father Gary Russell senior passed away at 63 after years of battling health problems. And then in between the family's most famous son, 34 year old, 2008 Olympian Gary Russell jr. Who's 31 and two with 18 knockouts, lost the WBC featherweight title after a lengthy layoff, battling hard through an injured right arm, but untimely losing a decision to Mark Magsayo. Um, you know, despite tragedies outside the ring and setbacks inside the ring, man, they've uh, they look like they're bouncing back. So that's that's good to say, man. Um, that was huge for those guys. You know, losing all that, it was rough. Mm. But uh, yeah, back back in action. It's gonna be nice to see him get back in the ring. Definitely, uh, definitely, you know, shaking off that crap that's been going on in his head, right? So yeah. we see here, Carl. What? Holy, uh, no, he fought the Russian guy, Valuv. I think he's talking about David Hay, right? Yeah, David Hay. He fought Valuv. Yeah, that big, tall, awkward guy. Um, I saw that fight. It was, um, you know, he he boxed him pretty good. He moved around and boxed him good. Um, and you know the guy was just big. He, I, I don't think he was that much skilled. Um, if you you know, I don't know your opinion on him. I seen the fight, but it was a perfect fight for David, I think, because you know David was skilled. And uh, but if the guy was more like of a tiger, 
um, David would have been in trouble. And they knew, I think they knew, you can't take nothing away from David, but, and they knew that, that they probably can get the job done. And um, that's why they took the fight. They was going to take it anyway, I guess. Yo, I so seen that big tall guy. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what, guys? We're going to talk about, well, what I'm going to talk about right now, since uh, I've talked about all the boxing this weekend. Um, on a real sweltering night last night in Toronto, guys, Toronto, Canada, uh, the air-conditioned Rebel Entertainment Complex, more commonly known as Rebel to every uh, Torontonian out there, was alive and thriving with an action-packed card that delivered upsets, knockouts, and plenty of drama. And Talking Fight was their media ringside, guys. Uh, if you haven't yet, on our channel, we've dropped a little uh, video of some of the action that went on, man. Oh, we was there? I was there last night. I was there you, last oh, night. Oh, did you took a little uh, footage and stuff? Well, we, we got lots of footage, man. Uh, be on the lookout, guys. I have the main event knockout finish in slow motion I, have, yeah, I caught it in slow motion guys we will have the 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 well not the winner unfortunately we will have uh we will have fantuzzi uh who will be uh, joining us next week on the show for an interview and we're going to talk to his to him about his first loss at rebel entertainment complex last night guys this is huge man lee baxter promotions presented for tuesday how hot was it Oh, it was sweltering. Like honestly, with with the humidity, it was up in the up mid to high thirties. And what is that? Like eighty? Yeah, yeah. How about Did you that? Take it, was, it was. It was. It was. Take your shirt off and show the girls. Oh, always, baby, always. You know me. <laughs> Yo, you trust say, me. I, it's hot in here. Take it off. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I, I let I let the belly hang out the door. <laughs> Ooh, it's been hot. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, this was a WBC NABF light heavyweight title fight that headlined this all-star card last night debuting. We had the debuting of James Bad News Hughes. Watch out for this kid. Finish, uh, finish real life. I like his man. name. Yeah, me too, man. Me too, man. And then we had the return <laughs> of heavy-handed Josh Lupa. Uh, and then rising star Amanda Gully, uh, who we've talked to. And then our local legend, guys. Torontonian Steve Rolls, uh, who came out with a great victory last night, bringing it to his opponent. Great footage we have of that. It's dropped on the channel, guys. You can check it. Uh, so in the opening bout, James Hughes proved he had what it took in the pro ranks as he won a, sh uh, a shout-out unanimous decision in his professional debut against a very Ooh. hard game, which is Mikhail Miller, who we will have on Knuckle Up next week, folks. So be on the lookout for that one. Uh, this fight wasn't an easy one, but Hughes was polished enough to make it look that way. Uh, DeBeller Entertainment rising star Amanda Gali entered the squared circle next for what should have been a routine eight-rounder. Uh, the boxing gods had other plans, guys. I talked about this one today earlier on the show. As Gali broke her right hand in the first minute of the first round, uh, she rarely threw it for the remainder of the fight, utilizing only her jab and power left hooks despite the injury. Galley stuck and moved well for the entire match and seemed to do enough to win. But judges saw it a different way, guys. I don't know what the hell they were watching. Uh, she ended up with a split decision draw, 77-75, and an outlandish 73-79, and then a 76-76. Uh, it was a gutsy performance overall that brought with it, you know, promise of bigger and brighter things on the horizon for Amanda Gali, man. Uh, following the Gali uh, was the much hero... <laughs> The Josh Lupa. This one was a good one, guys, man. After the two-and-a-half-year absence, Lupa was looking to continue right where he left off, having started his career with five wins and five straight knockouts. History repeated itself once again, and Lupa easily dispatched the overmatched Luis Granados with a KO. Um, Lupa with knockout power seems to be real deal, man. Uh, his career looks to be an exciting one. Uh, following Lupa was the local legend Steve Rolls, uh, who went up against undefeated Shady Gamor for the IBF North American middleweight title, uh, rebounding from a close decision loss to Edward uh, Berlanga. Mr. Rolls was in fine form in an exciting bout where both men traded willingly and seemed to hurt the other at a different times. Uh, Gilmore held his own with the veteran, but was untimely outboxed and lost a unanimous decision. 97-93, 97-93, 96-94. The belt opens up new opportunities for Rolls, 
who seems to age like fine wine, man. This guy's just, you know, he's getting older and he's starting to look better. Um, honestly, these guys, Rolls and uh, Gamor, these guys at the last minute, yo, they threw it. They boxed and threw punches for the entire last round, man. It was a great fight, guys. Make sure you check out the footage that we dropped on the channel. And then in the final bout of the night was the headlining fight where local brawler Nick Fantuzzi was taking on Polish fighter Michael Lewinsky uh, for the WBC NABF light heavy title. Uh, the clash was a long time coming for Tantuzzi, who was undefeated coming into that bout. Controversy began before the opening bell. However, Lewinsky was introduced as a late replacement after Fantuzzi's original opponent, Greg Weeks, went missing days before the fight. Boxing uh, is one of those things, man, and the age-old tale uh, of late replacements causing problems for seasoned pros uh, was to be told once more, man. Fantuzzi struggled to get comfortable against this unknown opponent. Although he was boxing well, Fantuzzi was troubled by Lewinsky's looping overhand rights, and eventually one of them found home. Guys, wait till you see that footage. You can see that knockout right now, or you can probably join me Sunday, guys, because uh, right now it is... It is the leader uh, of our, uh, like, it's leading right now for knockout of the week, man. Uh, it was a big fight. Huge fight, guys. Huge fight. So if you want to watch any of that, you can check it out on our channel. Uh, what else do you want to talk about, Tim? We got, uh, what? I'm just impressed by the way you're just lay laying stuff out, you know. You, you, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to you word by word, and you're putting it out for, for people. And there's a lot of people should like tune in and and just listen and follow what, what you're saying and just watch the shows. Thanks, That's pretty Tim. good. Thanks. I like that. Thanks. And I know you got a piece of paper, but you're adding stuff on with yourself. Yeah, always, always. Always got to do what you got to do, right? You got to got to make it yours. <laughs> yeah, that's make it. it. Make it yours. That's it. Yeah, no. But what a great uh, what what a what a great uh, fight last night, man. Uh, great 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 event put on. Uh, Rebel Entertainment Center. Wow, complex. What a place. Guys, if you haven't ever been to Toronto, let me tell you about this place. Uh, great venue. Uh, outside Gabana Bars, like uh, right on the water, man. Big, huge 25-person seating under the Gabanas, like right on the water, man. Right at the sea, that, you know, you can see the Toronto skyline. You know, you got drinks, food, music. What a great place, man. Great Mike, place to have an event. Mike, did you see... Um... I don't know how long it was, but I just saw it the other day. I think it was on uh, it was on Messenger or something. Um, there was a boxer. He dropped the other guy, and then he turned around and started throwing punches, and they stopped the fight, and he died like two days later. Oh, really? This happened yeah. recently? Okay, there was this guy. He dropped the other guy. I think they exchanged punches, and he dropped them, and then he turned around and started throwing punches at air. Oh, so yeah. The ref, the ref stopped the fight, and then they said he died, too. What was that all about? Uh, he he ended up suffering. Um, uh, he became, okay, his name was uh, Sismo Buthializ. Uh, where, where was that at? In America? Uh, no, it was South, it was South African guy. Oh. Uh, this, this one, okay. yeah. It was tragic, man. Uh, if you guys hadn't seen that, um, you know. That was, was really bad. That was I, bad. He became disoriented during the fight. Uh, you know, and began punching thin air is, is what happened. Uh, so what that was in was, Africa. That was in Africa. Yeah. yeah. It was very scary. Oh. So like it was, uh, it was, it was in the 10th round and the final round. And uh, the, this guy falls through the ropes, uh, the opponent uh, falls through the ropes, but then Bethuli or Bethuli appears to lose his understanding of the whole situation and where he's actually at in the ring. And he kind of gets turned toward, turned towards the referee and starts walking towards him. And as the ref kind of moves out of the way, the fighter still continues to walk into the corner and throw punches at somebody who wasn't even standing there. Yeah. I was like, I yeah. felt really bad. He was, they he, say he died. Yeah. Was he was, it. he was hospitalized uh, after that. And then, uh, uh, what was his damage? That. What was his damage? Uh, a brain hemorrhage. Oh God! Yeah. So he I was literally it. he was literally fighting an invisible man. Uh, then he collapsed in the ring and was rushed to the hospital. And uh, it was discovered that he had a brain injury that was you know internal bleeding. Um, 
Did he and drop so, the other guy? He dropped the other guy, right? Yeah, he he was winning. He was winning the fight apparently up until then, and then uh, he had punched Buddy through the ropes, had him in leaning in the ropes, and then the ref broke him up, right? And as the ref broke him up, he separated, and then he turned to the right. Uh, he turned to his right and started walking towards the corner where there yeah. was nobody and boxing an invisible guy. So <laughs> I never seen was, nothing like that in my life. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, it's, it's, me uh, and Shania. Shania was like, "Dad, look at that." Yeah, man, he uh, he died. That was uh, that was that was sad. Was How sad long ago? How long ago was that? Uh, that was actually uh, back. When was that? That was back in uh, June, beginning of June. Okay. Yeah. So that's that was not too long ago. That one was not too long ago. Yeah, that's that's, that that was kind of bad. Um, that was sad seeing them throwing punches at air. I, I, I was like, "Whoa, what kind of stuff was that?" <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, that that was something different for sure. Something different for sure. Um, well, guys, I don't know. Um, we don't got much more to really talk about in the boxing world other than we got to go and watch it. And it's getting hot in my studio, man, because we're going through. A heat. Oh, it's getting hot. You getting, getting hot? You got getting hot. I'm running out of the. I'm running out of the water that you know somebody could. <laughs> Hey, hey, water people, we need sponsors. sponsors. (laughs) How bad is the heat? How bad is it up there in the water situation? The water's not a problem up here, man. We got it's just the heat. This is just the the heat heat and everything. Yeah, like so. So what we're doing is um what we're gonna do is tomorrow we're gonna go to Muhammad Ali's training camp. Um and um 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 John Skelly, you know, from Rhode Island, John Skelly scheduled a a like get together for all the boxes. So I'm going up there, um, me and my market director, Mark, uh, uh, um, Brian Robinson, and my son. My son is going up. He's taking a different car. We're going to go up, and we're going to have a reunion. So um, I know if, if it was the night, I would bring the, I would bring their stuff and, and have us uh, have fun and, and talk to a lot of the boxers. But that's what's going on. And then Sunday, they're having a uh, – they're having a like a, a Hall of Fame thing in Atlantic City. Um, and so I'm going down. So I'm gonna be pretty busy. I'm going down there. A guy is presenting his book, uh, some some uh former manager or something. So so this this weekend should be pretty busy for me. Um, you know, so we're gonna go to Ali's camp, three o'clock. They're gonna have it. I'm gonna tell you this though, I'm not staying out there. I trained at Ali's camp and they got a big thing where you cook food on the outside, right near the kitchen. Oh, yeah. But there's woods back there, and if it get dark, I'm not staying. <laughs> hey, you if it gets dark, get I'm not staying. You huh? get snatched. Is there anything you get snatched up by something in the woods? <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. Or somebody can walk up. It's like a a mile to the street. It's about half a mile to the street, but it's downhill and over. None of us boxers never walk that way. We go the regular way down the road. But you can get down, but you're bumping to some people's houses because Ali's house, Ali's training camp is on the hill. And when you down on 60 and you turn into go up to his camp, you got to go around. Then you start going up and then you reach the top where the, where his where the cabin and where his gym is. Right. But on the sides is like a little drop. Yeah. And like you go come up from the from the outside, you know, and, hey, man, at nighttime, I know it's going to be scary. I'm not staying when it gets dark. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, Carl, yeah, Wilder, who's next? Well, I heard that Andy Ruiz is wants him next. Andy Ruiz desires Deontay Wilder fight after the Lewis Ortiz showdown. Uh, and then uh, Deontay, Deontay Wilder's potential next fight uh, could be against Robert Hellenius. So I don't know, man. I don't know what's next for Wilder. He should retire. You think so? He's complaining about brain. They was complaining about brain damage. I think he should give it one more. He has enough money, I think. Um, but if he uh, want to fight, I mean, he has to take chance. Didn't he complain? They complained he had some type of. But then, injury. Fink, yeah, I think he got an injury, man. Uh, Finkel went on to state that uh, a potential opponent for the Bronze Bomber could be the winner of Usek Joshua too in August. Carl, what do you I think, think that he should hire me to teach him some defense. He had you know, a I, 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 you know what? I, I agree with you, Carl. <laughs> I agree with you, Carl. 100%. I was about to say it before you typed him in. 
I think that I think the heavyweight division needs somebody like Wilder in it, man. If it's not Wilder, they need a guy to step up and take that spot. Uh, you know, with yeah. Without Tyson and Wilder, the division has no character. Yeah, you know what? No. Okay, he's really bad. Yeah, with well, really bad. I'm with yeah, true, true. If you take those two characters out of the heavyweight division, really realistically, the only next character that you're gonna have is that up and coming uh Jared Big Baby Anderson, man. He's uh he's got that same same charisma. He's working his way up. You know, he's on his way up, he's on his way up, but it's gonna be a while before he gets to that status of Wilder, yeah. Wilder Fury, right? So we need we need we need somebody to we need somebody in that gap there, man. We need somebody to kind of and you know what? If Wilder can do it, you know, let's think about it. Wilder really hasn't taken a lot of damage over his entire career. So you know what? Maybe maybe this time the time off is, is gonna allow him to heal enough to, to be able to get back in there and do it. So well, the thing is is that only take that one shot. Um um you know, you, you need somebody to show him some stuff. You know, just show him. They, these guys won't do it. You know, he got he he don't have to go down. Him or Tyson Fury, uh, none of those guys didn't have to go down. We, we you, got you, we got we got a gentleman joining us here, quick, uh, Antoine. Antoine, how are you today, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Thanks All for right, Antoine. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us. Thank uh, you. We were just talking about who's next. Uh, who's next? Uh, Wilder's opponent could be man. Who, who do you think it could be? And the, oh, his opponent. Yeah. Who, who do you think Wilder? Who do you think Wilder could face next? There's talk that he could face Joshua Usek two winner. I think that that's what they'll probably be aiming for to give him a fight with like the the uh, Usyk or Joshua winner. Um, but I think just coming back off of. Nice little loss. I think they're going to give give him a uh, you know soft touch, and then well, then, well, then look. Andy Ruiz, Andy Ruiz asked for him. He asked for a fight with Wilder. Yeah, he, he that'd be a tough. That'd be a tough fight, Paul. <laughs> 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 I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That'd be. A, I think that. That'd be a tough. I, I, you know what? Fight, I watched that. Yeah, I watched it too. I watched it too. Watch that. That that'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, we 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 uh, we saw what Andy Ruiz did to uh, Joshua. I know he didn't he didn't look so good in the rematch, but you know, no, no, exactly. I and I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not uh positive positive about Wilder's chin. Yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't have one. It's just it could, not, be, it could be questionable with the damage that he took in that last Fury fight. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right and and honestly, real quick, real quick, both of them went, real quick, both of them went down. Um, Tyson Fury and Joshua went down. Something wrong. I keep telling you, I had defense was my main thing back in the day. You ain't supposed to be going down that many times. Something's wrong. They need help. You're gonna see them going down again if they don't get no help. I'm telling you that that that's for Wilder, right? Yeah, both of them. I'm, I'm, um, 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 Tyson Fury retired though. We talking about? Uh, yeah, I think I, I think he announced his comeback. Yeah, you oh, know he what? Did? Yeah, He's I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I think. I think yeah, Wilder lacks Wilder lacks a lot of fundamental stuff, and I think which is sad uh, because he was an Olympic. He's an Olympic medalist, which means I at know. one at one point he knew how to box. At one point no. he knew how to box. At one point, no, it just to, wasn't yeah. nobody in front of him. It wasn't nobody in front of him to give him the exactly. test. That's the thing. Now he's getting exposed. I liked it where he, the right hand is is, is is all he has. Yeah, he's got the right hand from hell. I'm disappointed uh, with everything possible else. Opponent, possible opponent for Wilder is also uh, Robert Hellenius. Uh That could be Hellenius. another one. Yeah. I was really seen, real quick. I haven't seen too much of him. Honestly, I don't think too many people would even want to watch it. It seems just like a boring. It seems kind of boring. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just saying, yeah, the, the, guys. Uh, I'm just saying the, this the, real the quick. Heavyweight division doesn't have me, too many uh, uh, up and coming guys. I don't think. You know what I mean? They they do, but not characters. Not characters that can that can excite it, man. That that talk that shit. That you know command people's attention and. You know, with 
you can't have Wilder and Fury missing from the heavyweight division. I'm sorry. We've got to have one of these guys right now. We do have an up-and-comer in Josh Jared. Josh not a character. No. No, he's not. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. He'd be in the – be in the hey. yeah. Yo, what we, what, 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 what we need, what I believe we need is we need the – we, we need the titles undisputed. We need to get all the belts together and have one guy holding them all. That's what the heavyweight division needs. How the rest How of the guys going to make money? <laughs> They're going to be on the wait <laughs> like in the airplane. No, you want to be in the airport. Hey, Tim, Tim, you know it best, man. You, you've been it twice, bud. But, yo, to yeah. be the champ, you got to beat the champ, right? I like that. Right? I like you gotta, that. You want to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. That's it. Absolutely. But, but 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 during this day and time, we you know there's a lot of heavyweights, and you got to spread the thing out. You got to how are you gonna make money? They like in the airport, lined up waiting to fight, and you got to feed mouth. So when you separate and try to narrow it down, I think there's a way you got to find uh, an interest in to you know just having people like that, like you have the the people that's watching uh, like having the three different um, visions moving up to one, because if it's one, it's going to get boring. I think if it's just one line, but, but, but it's going to get boring. But if it's three, it's going to get interesting. Charles just said it perfectly. He said, let's be honest, once somebody wins all the belts, the mandatories are going to split it up right after that anyway. That's, I think you know, that's fair. You can feed your family. You I, don't think your family I don't think fighters like even that. hold the titles too long. Not really. Not, not these days. No. I mean, the sanctioning, <laughs> the sanctioning fees are pretty crazy, right? Nowadays, the sanctioning fees are crazy. Like, so, like three hundred thousand a belt. Yeah. So it's like once you, once you, I mean, they can't take the, they, they can't really take say away that the fact. Yo, they can't take. Fees, I know, huh? Fees can be a maximum. The maximum is three hundred thousand. It's like a percentage up to three hundred thousand per sanctioning body. So both fighters have to pay that out their purse. So you want to imagine. Imagine the guy that can fight and can get all four, but yeah. is not a character and does not sell tickets. What does mm. that do for him? Mm. He's getting rid of those belts immediately. Yeah, yeah, because he, you know I mean? he can't. He can't afford to. He can't afford to get in the ring <laughs> and fight if he ain't exactly. selling tickets. Exactly. Exactly. Well, bro, brother, where, where are you from? So um, introduce yourself, man. I'm sorry, Canada. In the conversation, everything. He's from That's Canada. He's from Me? Canada. Yeah, tell us a bit about you. <laughs> I said Canada. Uh, I live in uh, Brockton, Massachusetts. Uh, originally from originally from Boston, but I moved out here and finished my last two years of high school, and I've been out here ever since. Um, oh. uh, when I moved out here, at about twenty-two years old, I was doing doing. Uh, I was around a group of uh, guys one day, and um, we were doing normal kid stuff, right? And uh, one of the guys gets up and he says. Uh, all right, guys, I'm, I'm out of here. And he starts giving, you know, giving five to everybody because he's yeah. taking off. He's a good friend of mine. So I said, where are you going? He said, I'm going to the boxing gym. I said, you box? I never knew this. And uh, he, go, he goes, yeah, but well, he didn't box, but he he, he trained a little bit, yeah. right? So I said, I'm coming with you. I thought I was a bad dude. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. I said, I'm coming with you. So I, I went with him. Uh, and when I when I got there, man, I just fell in love. And um, I was there. I've been there ever since. Uh I uh that was Capiello Boxing Gym out of Brockton. Oh, um, I heard which of that, okay. yeah, okay. which is which I believe is uh, Rocky Marciano's great nephew, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um so I fought for him. I, I did about uh, maybe like twenty something amateur fights. I won the golden gloves. Um I got invited to the nationals, but uh funny thing is I got I got I got invited to the nationals my second or third time in the golden gloves. Mm -hmm. And I lost in the finals. I lost a close match, and they still that's invited good. me. Yeah, they still invited me, but uh, I didn't go. I didn't even go. I should have, but I didn't go. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, after I lost, I kind of like, I kind of like mentally, I was like slacking off, and you know what I mean. And then I got a phone call like two weeks later, like, "Hey, they want you in the nationals," and I was just like, "I, uh, I, I'm a guy that kind of like respects it, so I know yeah. if I've been effing off a little bit." Yeah, um, I didn't want to play with it. You know what I mean? So I didn't go. So, uh, you Yo, know, no, that was it. Hey, man, that's that's real, man. If if you know that you can't, then you've been fucking around, then hey, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. One, of our, one of our guests, wants, uh, one of our viewers is asking, are you Orthodox or Southpaw? Uh, Orthodox. Orthodox. Okay. And uh, what uh, kind of style? I, I'm, who, I'm, who, I'm who you style like? Who you fight like? Uh, I'll call you back. I kind of got like a uh, more like a, a I guess I'm like a hit and not be hit kind of style, like a like a little bit of a slick style. Yeah. Um, I started at 68, and then I then I went to light heavy, um, okay. but I still carry the you know like a light yeah. guys kind of style, you know. So um, I did that for a few years, man. Uh, I, I'm I've been in this, the gym for 20 something years. Now I just train guys. I work out myself. Uh, uh, still. Every now and then, the youngsters, I, I get in the ring with them. I'm 42 now, but every every now and then, I'll like get in the ring and. Uh, I got children older than him. I got children older than him. I got a daughter. 40, <laughs> I got a daughter, 43. Oh wow! Okay. okay. Did you train hard? Nice, I wish. Uh, um, I, I, um, what type of boxer? How tall are you? I'm six two. I got and an you 80 won, inch. And you was one sixty eight, one sixty two with an eighty inch reach. Yeah, wow. yeah, I was, a, I was a pretty big, uh, 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 um, super middleweight. I was a pretty yeah, big man. guy. Pretty, right, I was giving it actually like a like a cruiserweight middleweight. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even when I even when I went to seventy eight, it was like I was a uh, I was fighting a lot of guys that were like stocky build, but they weren't mm -hmm. as tall as me. And I was uh, although I was slim, I was like. Kind of like shredded up. I had kind of yeah. big arms. Developed that jab. Developed that yeah, jab. yeah, man. I had a I had a really uh, pretty good jab. Uh, that How was good was your first. defense? How good was your D? Defense was good, uh, pretty good too. I, I had like a hit and not be hit style. You know what I mean? Okay. I think uh, in the amateurs, I I kind of had a uh, more of a more of a professional style. Right. And, and because I was new to boxing, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't really. I didn't really know. Uh, there were some matches I lost. I thought I won, you know what I mean, because right. of my style. You know what I mean. It was like a I had a little bit more patience than I probably should have. You know, amateurs is fast paced, so yeah, man, it's you know? it's go go go. That's it's it. go 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 go. And then when you get to professionals, it's like sit and yeah. wait and yeah, you, know. you, get, you get you get time to to pick those thoughts, man. Like, exactly. Methodically, like hmm, okay, I can I can I can time this and <laughs> you, you, you like exactly. develop. You develop your jab, and then you make sure you have the defense for their for their attack uh, when the bell rings. You don't have to rush out and and, and impress the judges. You got to right. show, show them your skills and relax a little bit more um, versus right. you know the amateurs. So in the amateurs, you got to do a lot of moving around. They want to see right. that. So you can give it A, B, and C. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, you, did you, know, you like, turn pro? Did you turn pro? No, I, I, I suffered a uh, – I tore my bicep, my rotator, and my labrum all in the same arm. And, again, I started late. So by the time I kind of like – and I stalled on the surgery, I didn't exactly know what was wrong with me. I was going to train. I, I fought my last couple of fights with this injury. I had no idea it was torn that bad. I just thought it, I, it was sore because I was working out so hard. And I, 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 I'd go home getting uh, – I, I leave the gym and I had a stick shift. I'd get in the car. And I could I couldn't even close my door. So what I would do is I say, oh, my arm's really sore. I just gotta I take a couple of days off the gym. When it started feeling a little bit better, I'd go back to the gym and I work, I work out, and then it was just like reoccurring, reoccurring. And I and I I fought a couple of times. My last maybe th three or four fights, man, I fought with this injury. Um and I finally went to the doctor and got the MRI and they told me what was up. And I had I ended up having a surgery. When I came back, I just uh, I was like, you know what? It's a young man's game. You know what I'm saying? Again, like I respect it too much to play with it. So I kind of just, but again, I, I couldn't stay out. No, yeah. Even when I was, even when I was, I was in a medical sling. I I had to go up to the gym and smell it. You know what I mean? I had to be up there. You know what I'm saying? So you need to whiff of those gloves, man. Just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I'm telling you, so, uh, honestly, when you step away from it for so long, yeah, man, you need that. It's that smell of that leather, man. Yeah, man. I was uh, I was doing, I was up there in a, in a medical sling, doing um, you know, when I when it got to the point where I can like kind of walk without feeling the pain, I was up there doing mitt work with kids, with, just with one mitt, and I got so good at it that when my arm was healed, it was hard for me to even put on another mitt. So oh, like, wow. you know, it was just crazy, you know. But uh, again, like I love it, man, and I'm up there every day now. Um. And I'm just, you know, training younger guys and, um, you know, anybody and everybody who wants to learn, kind of like, you know what I mean? 
Yo, give, I, I, give, I, give, give your place a shout out, man. Give your place a shout out. Let everybody know where they can find you. Oh, yeah. So I'm at a, a Capiolo uh, Box in, in Brockton at 162 Main Street. So I started a program called Hands Factory, H-A-N-Z um, Factory. Um, and on Instagram, it's H-A, you know, Hands, H-A-N-Z dot Factory 508. So if anybody wants to check it out, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's. Yo, it's a yo, it's a pleasure having you today, man. Thank you for coming out. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely, I would like to uh, invite you back any any Friday. You want to come chop it up, uh, talk boxing? Uh, by by yeah. all means, man. We got your email now. We can definitely send you in, man. We'll send you that. Absolutely, link. man. Absolutely. Thank thank you guys for having me, man. It's been yeah, a man. pleasure, uh, and I'll sure. definitely be trying to tune back in. Yeah, man. Check us out. We uh, we we got we got all sorts of shows, man. Uh, our channel. We got every Friday. Stuff, um, every Friday. Fighters. We got we got Miss Too Bad Brown and her show on Wednesday nights. We got the Friday night panel. We got knockout shows on Sunday. We got the scorecard Sunday morning. So oh, is this all? Is this like all boxing related? Yeah, all boxing all the time. Man, I, I man, he's I, a scientist. Uh, he's a scientist. Mike James, is a scientist. James, James is the one that connected me, and I, and you know what? He came to Capitol's uh, boxing the other day. He was talking to Mike and Rich, and uh. We would say this is an everyday thing, man. After we work out, all we do is debate boxing up in the just, gym. Just like, so in the shop, right? just, just like the barbershop, right? <laughs> just like the barbershop. Exactly, exactly. So I love talking boxing, man. So yeah, man. Yeah. Well, guys, honestly, uh, it's getting to that time. We're gonna uh, we're gonna end it and get out of here. Uh, Carl Carl says this before before he leaves. He's a southpaw and he likes to wind up fighters by treading on their toes as they exchange. He loves the dark arts of boxing. Just to let everybody know. <laughs> I hate that shit, Carl. <laughs> well, guys, uh, yeah, thank you again, guys. What a great show, man! To all the fans, nice to there. meet you, man. Nice to meet you. Nice, nice to see you again. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure to see you again. Absolutely, definitely. Okay. Come Absolutely. Back again. Tim, always a pleasure. To all the fans around the world watching today, man, thanks for joining us on the Friday night panel. We will see you next week. Same time, same channel, new topics. And if you haven't yet, man, hit up whatever streaming site you're on, man, and hit that subscribe. Help us get to the 3,000. Thanks to everybody who dropped comments today, man. You know what it is. Much love. Let's respect. Peace. Peace.